This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. He barely played college football at a college called Baker College in Baldwin City, Kansas. I have not heard of Baker College. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Steps back. A three ball for the tie from the top. It is good. Cassidy Beam knocks down the tray. And we're tied at 27. Everything happening in the sports world. These diva wide receivers wanted to go to the bathroom. As a defensive lineman, we didn't go to the bathroom. You sat on the bench, did your business, and you got up. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I would take toothpicks and stick them in my eyes. That's <laughs> I'd rather do that than watch that show. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always with Crawfish and Jambalaya for all. The most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You didn't bring crawfish? I didn't. I bring thought we were having a big boil. Uh, no. I thought you were bringing the big pan and we were going to dump it out on the table out there. No. No jambalaya? No. No gumbo? No. You don't want to celebrate a big national championship I, victory for the LSU Tigers last night? It was just kind of what I expected. I mean, I, uh, I just knew LSU would... Probably score a lot of points. The question was, could Clemson score enough? Clemson had a 17-7 to lead, but with Joe Burrow, no lead is safe. There is no fear. Here's a little audio from last night in the win for LSU from voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. Snap called for. Belt high. Burrow has it. Late pressure comes. Throws! Right in the middle of the end zone! Wide open! Thad Moss! Touchdown, LSU! Offensive line holds the throw, looking for Chase. Caught! Right corner of the end zone! Touchdown, LSU! And the Tigers have their first lead of the ball game on a 14-yard touchdown reception. Joe Burrow, again, the snap, the knee, and the Tigers of LSU. A team of destiny and a team for ages. Tigers win. They are the national champions with a win tonight over Clemson, 42-25. So what are your takeaways from last night's game, Steve? I don't know if you made it all the way to the end in the celebration. Of course I didn't make it to the end. You know, It was a long, long yeah. night. Well, the first half was two hours long. It was a four-hour game where the fourth quarter was pretty much a running clock. Well, and I'm sure the ESPN people were thinking, oh my God, we've, we've lost our East Coast people. They're all going to be clicking the TV off once it got to 42-25. And that's pretty much – I watched like one more series after that. When LSU didn't score after it got to 42-25, I, I called it good. And uh, this LSU offense is as good offense as there's ever been in college football. Uh, Joe Burrow, 60 touchdown passes. The running back, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. There you go. I mean, he is, he is Maurice Jones-Drew uh, personified. And then the receivers, uh, Chase, I believe Jefferson may have been the other one. They were over, oh, three, yeah. I think they had over 300 yards of total offense. And remember, LSU did nothing in the first quarter. They, right. It was like they were sleepwalking, and they still end up with 628 yards. 
they made Clemson's defense look like KU's. I mean, they had 628 yards, and probably 600 of that was in the final three quarters. I don't want to make you feel bad, Steve, with you bringing up KU, but do you remember when Les Miles was the coach at LSU? Do you yes, remember I do. that? Yeah. You remember those days? Sure. So the crazy thing is, isn't it amazing when you relinquish some of the power like Coach Ed Orgeron did and said, look, I might not be smart enough to come up with the best offense. I'm going to bring in guys that do know how to run this. And that LSU, this team that under Les Miles, got under center, handed the ball off. Look at the wide receivers that were at LSU while Les Miles was there. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, all these NFL guys. And they couldn't get over the hump, really. 2007, that wasn't a tremendous team that won the national championship. Heck, they lost to Arkansas, well, but, that, ba- but they ba- lost Beckham, two games. Beckham and Landry weren't there in 2007. Well, right, but, but Dwayne Bowe, you, you can rattle off names that were at LSU, and this was never a passing offense. This was never an offense that could really do anything. But then they brought in Coach O. And they started to figure it out. They bring in a couple of passing game coordinators. Joe Brady. They start figuring it out. And then all it took was Joe Burrow to put them over the top. What an unbelievable passer he is. 463 yards and, remember, and five touchdowns. remember, he was, what, Ohio State at one time? Yes. He started for a his, long time. He started his career at Ohio State, and they just felt like he couldn't play, apparently. Well, remember who he was behind. Well, all yeah. sorts of NFL guys. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Haskins. So, Steve, when you look at this LSU team, and you know me, I'm an Arkansas fan, and I'm not out there rooting for LSU, but what a story of redemption for this program. Clemson, there's no redemption. This team has been extremely good. They snapped their, what, 29-game lose or winning streak last night. But you look at Joe Burrow, a guy that, by the looks of things, was never going to even have a chance to play in college. Turns out to have the best college quarterback season you could possibly have. The trifecta of Heisman, national champion, undefeated, is pretty rare territory. But he broke every record. Didn't just break him, shattered every yeah, record in the book. Did. The greatest quarterback season in college football and history. it came against seven top ten teams. They had seven top ten wins. They won 15 games. And the great story of Ed Orgeron, Louisiana's own, born on the bayou, the Cajun man himself. There are a lot of people that have laughed at Ed Orgeron probably his whole life. Yeah. They have laughed at him everywhere he's been. The guy was an interim coach at USC in Los Angeles, and I cannot imagine him going into any place in Los Angeles and people ever taking him seriously. Right. And the other thing, too, is when LSU fired Les Miles and brought in Ed Orgeron as the interim, people laughed at him again. Yeah. They laughed at LSU and said, are you kidding me? How do you bring this guy in? This is not the answer. But you know who's laughing now? Coach O. Yeah. He is the He may absolute, not be laughing, but he's growling. Oh. <laughs> he is the absolute perfect fit for LSU. If you were going to take a program, a college football program, and match up a coach, I don't know if you can pick a more perfect person to be at the helm of LSU. And that's, and that's saying something because they had Nick Saban. That's and right. he won there. Yeah. But he is the perfect guy there. It's a great story. And I just say congrats to LSU. It was a really fun season. And they simply dominated from start to finish. And, you know, they survived an early season game with Texas. 
I think it was like their second, maybe their first. They went to Texas. It was like their second game of the year, I think, and barely got by Texas. They won late. And they got by Alabama. You know, that was like a 46-41, something like that game. At Alabama. At Alabama. They beat and, Auburn. They really struggled to beat Arkansas 56-20. They beat Florida, a number seven team at the time. They just found way, and then they go out and demolish Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. And really, if you look at last night's game, they pounded Clemson. They pounded After them. After the first quarter, yeah. So, a really fun season for them. It's a bummer that college football comes to a close. A really fun year, and I know that maybe Steve has some excitement for the future of KU football. But I wanted to talk about one thing first before we talk about the Houston Astros and the debacle that happened mm-hmm. as soon as we got off the air yesterday. I saw a very interesting story talking about LSU and the campus closing for the past couple of days down in Baton Rouge. I think it was a story written by the New York Times, and it bothered me. It really bothered me to read it, talking about how, oh, how are they going to go ahead and do this? It was by the New York Times, and whoever wrote this, his name is Benjamin Applebaum. LSU canceled all classes for everyone for two days because its football team is playing the national championship. Obviously, LSU's professional football players aren't there for the classes, but this is some next-level stuff. If the NCAA actually cared about students, it would bar schools from engaging in this kind of nonsense. But the NCAA only cares about one thing, making money. And I read that, and it really bothered me. It bothers me when people get upset about, especially what I would probably consider to be Hoity-toity people that don't know anything about Ooh, college athletics. Hoity-toity, that's a- That they don't know anything about professional athletics and probably don't know anything about being a normal member of society. If your last name is Applebaum and your name is Benjamin, I'm a, just get the feeling Northeast prob- probably have never been to a sporting event. Are we on the right page here? Yeah, probably. So when he comes out and makes these claims of NCAA, all all they are is out for money. The NCAA did not cancel classes in Baton Rouge. And the other thing to remember, Steve, this is college. This is about having experiences. And I think higher education as a whole sometimes can be put aside for maybe an experience in that type of an education. You learn things. Steve, you went to the University of Kansas. That's right. You went to... A school, I would say, is a fun school to go to. Great I can't imagine Steve went to every single college class of his career. No. But you had fun. If you look back on some of your favorite memories, I would imagine it is spending a late night on the town in Lawrence. That's right. Hanging out with your fraternity brothers. That's right. And if you would have been at KU in 1988, 2008, what, 1952 was their other championship year? yeah. I bet you wouldn't have gone to classes the next day. Probably. I would say I wouldn't have. And, and, and remember, it's a student takes pride when their teams are great. When I, I mean, if you're at KU, don't you have a little extra pep in your step that your basketball team's a top five team in the country? Or uh, when you were, at, if you were at K-State back when Bill Snyder was in his heyday, you puffed your chest out because the Wildcats were, you know, 10-2 and two or 11-1 and one under – Bill Moses Snyder. I'll take that one step further. Not just students taking pride in it, but it's the school. It is the community. And for a school like LSU, it is the state of Louisiana takes pride in that. And what better marketing to say, hey, 
Come learn at LSU. Come be a student at Louisiana State University. Come get your higher education here because it is a community. We get excited when your classmates do well. We get excited when the purple and gold are on display for the whole country. And it made me think about one of my favorite quotes. And it was a movie I was watching just the other night. I was watching it on Sunday night. I couldn't sleep. Meatballs? One of my... I don't even know what that is. But (laughs) one of my favorite movies I hadn't watched in a while. Okay. And it made me think of this. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? You know who that is? Bueller. Ferris. Ferris Bueller Bueller said it in 1985. Ferris was a smart man. How can I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? And if I was a student at LSU in Baton Rouge, which I probably wouldn't be in Baton Rouge, I'd probably be in New Orleans, how could I possibly be able to handle school on a day like today? Well, don't you think that football program brings a little money into school to make the school just a little bit better place? I think they do, but what are you going to remember the most about your experience in college, Steve? Are you going to remember that physics lecture where you were probably maybe a little hungover or at least sleepy from a, from a late night out in the town? Or are you going to remember celebrating an accomplishment with your friends, with your classmates, with your community? I I don't know. It just really, really bugged me to read some of those stories. And it was a national headline over the weekend. LSU might cancel classes on Monday. They might cancel them on Tuesday. They're not doing that just because of the football program. They're doing it for the students. It's not like the school says, hey, we're, we ain't doing no learning today. We're just going to go ahead and go watch that football. We don't care about no schooling. No, they did it because they want to help the students out. And you don't want to get reprimanded for spending the night at Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. I don't know. It just really, really bothered me. And I see that sometimes with people that clearly don't know a lot about college athletics saying things like, the NCAA is, is crooked and all they want is your money and this and this and this. Go spend some time in college athletics. And I encourage you to go spend some time in small college athletics. Yeah. Go spend some time with Coach Jeremiah Fiscus at McPherson College for football. Yeah. Go spend some time with head coach on the men's side at Central Christian, Tony Romero. And you will get an appreciation for small college athletics and what it means to be a part of it. I don't know. It just really, really bothered me that Benjamin Applebaum decided to go ahead and take some shots. I don't know who the guy is. He doesn't matter. He doesn't matter one bit, but it bothered me. I love college athletics. Benjamin. Okay. He can go away. (laughs) I'm I'm real sick of you, Benjamin, but, but I don't know. It just really bothered me to see the way that some guy that I don't imagine has ever been at a college sporting event is ripping him. Probably not, no. All right, Steve, we can move on. All right. You want to talk about another scandal that is going on? Ooh, big scandal. Major League Baseball, big scandal. Houston Astros. Came on right after, yeah, we learned about that right after the show yesterday. Cheaters, see you later. Yeah. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Hi, Steve. How's it going? I'm hot today. You're hot? Yeah, it's hot here in the studio. Oh, I'm freezing. So I wanted to play Cold as Ice, so that okay. way maybe I could be well, cold. I'm, well, you're hot because of Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin. God, I'm sick of that guy. Don't ever why, talk to me again. Why don't you drive up and just kick his tail? Well, it'd be a long drive to the upper northeast. There you go. Can't imagine I could track him down. Steve, big news story of the day yesterday. The Royals are going to win the World Series. No, it, it wasn't quite that out of MLB. But it was that the Houston Astros have been in this... I don't. How long has this been going on? Four months? Five months? Yeah. That there were some rumors and some accusations that the Houston Astros had set up some sort of surveillance in order to know what pitches were being thrown by opponents. Let's say they set up a camera out in center field, zooming in on what the catcher's calling. And so they can tell fastball, you can see it from the dugout. And what the rumors were, and it turned out to not be rumors, but let's say Jose Altuve's at the plate. That maybe George Springer, another guy who's in the dugout, if he makes two loud banging noises, maybe it means fastball. If you went... Trash can. You know it's fastball. Yeah. Now, if he hit it three times, something off speed. Right. Something along those lines. I don't know all the exact details. Something about they hit a trash can. I think. Well, there was something, I think, with hitting the roof yeah. of the dugout. But either way, making enough noise so the batter, without having to look around, could stay focused and hear... Oh, they hit it twice. That means fastball's coming. Mm -hmm. So they were accused of this, and it was proven by Major League Baseball that this was happening. And this is something that has been reported in several different places over the years. Do you remember the Toronto Blue Jays were involved in something like this? No. In the Sky Dome, Rogers Center. I did not. Have, oh, have all the suites out there? Somebody in the suites were, were laying Somebody's got the it. telescope out, and they're yeah. zooming in, and, and they can see what's going on. It's been thrown around a lot before but had never really been proven like this. And this is different than the first base coach having a nice angle mm -hmm. in order to say, okay, so I think that's a one. We'll give him one clap for a fastball. I think that is a, a way of gamesmanship in baseball that is technically cheating, but similar to if you are the second baseman and you swipe a tag down on a runner trying to steal second base and he's not out, but you run off the field with your glove in the air. It's a form of gamesmanship that is technically not true and is technically cheating, but that is allowed. But this, with the help of video surveillance, was caught, and it was announced that the Major League Baseball itself was going to suspend A.J. Hinch, the Astros manager, as well as their general manager, for a year. And it wasn't exactly a year. It was from today until the next day after the World Series. Right. But essentially a year suspension. And so the Astros decided to, instead of just finding a new interim manager and interim general manager, to just fire both of them. So they have, in this way, I think, attempted to try and clean the, or clear the slate and try and get rid of all of that, purge all of that out of them, and mainly this coming from the 2017 season when they won the World Series. I need your breakdown, Steve. I know you've been trying to digest all of this, and I don't know if that was a very good summary by me. I, I try to make it well, one quick synopsis. I really liked the Houston Astros. I liked the guys on their team. They were fun to watch. Yeah. But now it's all just a sham. I mean, this is cheating. This, is, this isn't like the Black Sox. The Black Sox just threw games. But this is cheating to the nth degree. I mean, that the manager got fired 
I don't have a problem with that. General manager got fired. General manager was kind of the guy really behind this. He got he fired. He was a big proponent of Alex it. Alex Cora, who led Boston to the World Series championship in his first year in 2018, was a real mastermind. He's going to get big trouble up in Boston. Boston may be looking for a manager, too. He might get whacked. And I mean, this is really bad because – Jim Crane owns the Astros, and he is, you know, he's a very well-liked owner. And he is just appalled at what's going on. That he didn't know about it, you know, is a little surprised. Says he didn't know about it, and, and they're giving him the benefit of the doubt. It's a little surprising. But he did the only thing he could do, and uh, it's, it's just appalling uh, what the Astros did because, you know, there's got to be some – sportsmanship in the game like golf you know golf is the ultimate sportsmanship game yeah i've seen you be a real good sport out there i really have when i've hit a ball twice and nobody else saw me hit you know ball hit on my putter twice and nobody else saw it cost me a chance at a great round in the city tournament one year i called a penalty on myself what's the sportsmanship rule on profanity on the golf course now we don't talk about that oh okay but anyway (laughs) uh houston it just taints everything they've done basically for the last three years. Uh, they've been, you know, baseball's best team probably over the last three years. Most consistent, I Most think, consistent for sure. Most consistent team. Well, we know why they're so good at home. They've been cheating. I mean, if you knew, if you knew what when you played at Baker, if you knew, well, I don't know if this would happen for you, but if you knew a fastball was coming and you could gear up for home a, runs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, and and I talked with somebody about this yesterday. I think it was Stan Smith that. I can remember a time when I was in high school that somebody on my team said, "Hey, I can I got signs. I can I can tell what's coming. So, I'm going to do something so that way you know what the pitch is." And I tried it for one, maybe even two pitches, and it was if he said "Jim" or if he said, you know, maybe if he said a different word, it meant different pitches were coming. And he did it two times, and I was so boggled up there at the plate. Then I'm trying to listen to hear what he's trying to tell me in fastball, and then they don't throw a fastball, and I'm confused. And I turn, and I'm just like, all right, stop it. I don't, well, don't want to hear. This is different from, say, a coach in the third base box, and you could pick that, up That's on what a I tail. was saying earlier. Now, I have to admit, when I played for the mighty Kiwanis team in Little League Baseball, we played the JCs. Their coach was Larry Moore, and we knew we figured out early – when he would pick grass, he, he would get down on his knees, you know. He would pick a, like a four-leaf clover or something or pick a little grass. We knew they were going to bunt. And I was playing third base for the mighty Kiwanis team, and I picked up on that, and I knew when they were going to bunt. But I didn't consider that cheating. That's just, you know, scouting. Right. But That but was what, like I was talking about earlier right. with ways that are acceptable in the game. It's like a pitcher tipping off his pitches. It's gamesmanship. Right, exactly. But it is different when you're using video technology. Oh, yeah. No, that's just, yeah, that's design cheating. You know what this reminds me of? No. The New England Patriots. Spygate. Ooh. This, this is what this feels like to me, but maybe even to the next level. Because with the Patriots, they were scouting other teams and trying to get signals and, and videotaping practice. But as... Our good friend Alan Iverson would say, the Astros, we're talking about a game. Yeah. We're not talking about practice. That's right. We're talking about the game. Right. And that this is helping them at that moment in the game. 
And I think that's why the penalties are so severe here. Well, I, I find it interesting. I, I listen to a lot of different people after this happened, and they seem to think that A.J. Hinch, the manager, he'll get another managerial job. But they're saying the general manager won't, which I found kind of odd. I haven't read, read or heard anything about that. Yeah, yeah. They're Mad Dog Russo today. I Mad Dog Russo, Christopher Russo on the MLB Network, he had about a 10-minute rant today because you know he's he's crazy. I mean, he screams. He's a mad dog. Yeah, he, yeah, they call him Mad Dog for a reason. He was literally foaming at the mouth because, for one thing, he said the Yankees got the shaft, you know, because they played Houston in the playoffs one year and it cost them from going to the World Series or whatever. But he says that A.J. – he believes A.J. Hinch will get another job. And I'm, I'm thinking – do you want to really hire a manager that cheated? I mean, Pete Rose, you know, he never got another shot. He got basically barred from baseball for life. Let me throw this out here too, Steve. When you look at this Astros team too, I think the other thing that has got them the most criticism is that they denied, 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 denied. A.J. Hinch denied. And – after all this has come back out, and it's very clear that they were lying, people have called him out on it. I know Trevor Bauer has been going at well, some it of these all started, Houston guys. Mike Fires, who used to pitch for the Astros, then he went to, I think he's at Oakland now. He's the one that spilled the beans on everything. That's when it all hit the fan. Not good. Not good. No. See you later, Astros. Bad look for Houston. See you later, former Royal A.J. Hinch. And now, like Mad Dog Russo said, Carlos Beltran. He just got hired as the Mets manager. And he was he, a part of that. He was part of that. What do the Mets do with Carlos Beltran? Do they fire him before he's even been hired? Well, his punishment for being a part of it is you now have to be the manager of the Mets. Well, that is That's punishment. his punishment. That is punishment. They say, okay, we have punished you enough. Just go to New York he, and, he, and be there. That's right. That's Actually, the Mets were like the baseball's second best team record-wise the second half of last season. Yeah, but they're the Mets. They are. Steve, let's take one more break. When we come back, Bullpups at home tonight, taking on the Augusta Orioles. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell, Bullpup Basketball for the first time in 10 days back at home tonight. That's right. Augusta comes to town. Uh, The girls' game I don't think will be very competitive. Augusta, definite rebuilding year. Uh, Bullpups, of course, 7-0. They've beaten some really good teams along the way. Uh, The boys' game is really where it's going to be at tonight. Augusta boys have almost everybody back from a team that Played in the state championship game last year. They got a 6'8 center that's decent. They got the best guard, perhaps, in the league. And Jaron Jackson averages 20 points a game. Uh, Bullpups are 4-3. and three. Their three losses are to teams that have a combined record of 20-0. and zero. But it's too bad this game in on a Friday because it would be a massive crowd. Hopefully, we'll, you know, we haven't hardly had any Bullpup basketball at home, you know, it seems like this year. So uh, come on out tonight. And then, of course, uh, we go to El Dorado on Friday, which – should base basically a walkover for both teams. And then next week, 
tournament action. That's right, and we'll know the seeding tomorrow. That's we'll, right. I mean, we pretty much know it now. Yeah, but uh, I can I can confirm that uh, we'll have the pairings tomorrow. So uh, for the uh, boys tournament. Yeah, you are a great source, Steve. I am a great. You're source. very thorough. I try. Yeah, you you're phenomenal. Not really, but so get yourself ready, Steve. Busy night tonight. Busy night tomorrow night. Before we go quickly, big win for the Mac College men oh, last night as unbelievable. well. Unbelievable. For those that uh, haven't read the website or heard our sports uh, reports today, McPherson College men upset the number 10 team in the country, Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, they were 16-1 and going into the game. Bulldogs win 91-88. The Swedes come to town tomorrow night to the sports center. Should be a fun one. Be great. Busy, busy week. Yep. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.